We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Goal to go from the three. And Prescott's going to throw it in the left side of the end zone. And it's Gallup behind the defender. Touchdown. Touchdown, Cowboys. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan on a victory Tuesday. The Monday, Cowboys. <laughs> no. The Cowboys will do victory Monday next week. Is victory Tuesday today, and it's time for Mike to ask all the football questions. All right. So my first football question I think is a great one, and it has to do with the Cowboys 49ers game coming up. Okay. So I'm not asking about that game right now. My first question is, and I might have some follow-ups on this, is Brock Purdy the starting quarterback next year for the San Francisco 49ers? I don't want you to think that this is a cop-out. I think this game might help decide that personally I think he should be like if it was up to me Brock Purdy is the guy you didn't want Jimmy Garoppolo to be the guy because you didn't think he was good enough well Trey Lance you've given him multiple shots he cannot stay healthy I would stick with Brock Purdy being the guy but I don't know if that will be the case yes Lance is the backup Garoppolo's traded okay that's that's kind of how that's like that's how I would want to do it uh, and I'm not going in with a, you know what? Maybe I am going in with a a, a battle, battle to the to the death. Uh, not maybe not death. They're so sure. different. Obviously, Brock Purdy did show to me a lot more. I, I'm going to be honest. I haven't watched every San Francisco game that he started. I've seen the highlights and I've seen uh, you know clips here and there. But watching that playoff game, I didn't know he was athletic. Might be too strong of a term because that means like he's just running all over the place. But he's able to avoid contact and yeah. extend plays. Uh, and then he seems to be really smart with the ball, like as in he's not going to turn it over. And, man, uh, I was just really impressed. So, for me, I'm going to answer my own question. I think at this point what he did going undefeated in the regular season and then winning that home playoff game, and I get it wasn't against the – it was two versus seven. But to me – I just can't see how he's not your starting quarterback next year. And he's doing everything that Shanahan like wants and requires of the position. Like yeah. he's everything that he wants. I mean, he Shanahan knew Garoppolo's not good enough. We got to the Super Bowl. Garoppolo's not going to win us my Super Bowl that I want. I need something else. That's why he pushed to go get somebody else. Yeah. And then here they are with the guy like they found him. I don't, and, he, and he can do everything that, that Shanahan wants. Can I ask a follow-up question to you, Corey? This isn't Kevin asking. Okay, no, I, it's no, about no, your, okay. do you think the 49ers, <laughs> that is very fair. Mike, may I ask Corey a follow-up? You may. Would you, if you're the 49ers, consider trading both Garoppolo and Lance? Because Lance has, a, you would think, a pretty bunch, a, a good uh, amount of trade value, too. Absolutely, I would consider it. I will listen to all offers. Okay. But I'm not actively out there trying to get rid of Lance. Uh, I, will t- I will actively try to trade Jimmy. Uh, I will take offers on Lance while I'm out there. But, man, just the simple fact that they've had to use three quarterbacks this year. 
Um, there's no way I want to. I'm just going into the season next year saying one's good enough. I, if, especially if I want to compete again. If one goes down, I want to make sure I have another guy that has the, that can get and me back into this position. Again. I think because they restructured now, Jimmy G is a free agent. Okay, okay. never mind. So, Once but, the season's up, but, resign him, then try to trade him. So mm. on the record, before the Cowboys game, Corey and I are saying he's done it. He's the starting quarterback to start next year for the 49ers. You're saying the Cowboys game and his performance in that one will will give you your answer. Yes, I. No, not my answer, their answer. My is. answer is he's the guy. Okay. I think San Francisco is still waiting it out. Okay, yeah. So that was interesting. It's going to be fun to get to play a rookie quarterback there. All right, sticking with quarterbacks, if you've never listened, and we have a lot of new listeners right now, thank you so much. I know we have 364 right now on the Twitch. I believe we have over 1,000 on Woo! YouTube, which means we're probably getting listened to a lot for the first time. My football questions will usually be very quarterback-friendly uh, questions, okay. as in there's a lot of quarterback questions. Yeah. All right. I know he didn't play this weekend. Miami is saying Tua T is their starting quarterback yep. in the future. Do you believe that is the right decision for the Miami Dolphins? If. <laughs> yes. If they also have a better backup plan than Bridgewater and Skylar Thompson. Although Skylar Thompson was pretty nice in that, in that playoff game. game. A better backup You have plan. to have a better option. Well, I listen, when how healthy was Teddy Bridgewater? It is a it is a quarterback scarce league and you want them to have yeah. a better backup? Yeah. Brady. Get Brady. Yeah, get backup. Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, he'll no, go there yeah, and be the I mean, backup. Absolutely. He said he wanted to go to Miami during Seek the offseason. I mean, otherwise go find a new starter. But you just said this is it's a hard place so to find starters. So your answer starters. is go find a new starter then? I mean that uh, yes. But uh, but otherwise, so right now, I would, competition. I would stick around with Tua and have a and have a, a quality backup to go along with it. I think I can I th- find Cooper Rush. I think they they got to give him another shot because he was playing so well before he got hurt again. But I think Corey's right is not for next year, but I think long term. You need to be thinking about what that next plan is. If he gets hurt again, quick follow up. Do you think Miami's telling the truth on that answer? I do. I think Actually, I do. Themselves. I mean, I think they also don't know they don't have a lot of options. So they were like, hey, this is – they because this is a dude that the coach had to show 700 plays from high school and college just to get his swagger back up, all right? All so right. this is a guy that you don't want to be like, hey, we're finding somebody else and then lose all the swagger that you built in this guy. So I think they have to say these things. I don't think they're telling the truth. I think they're out of options. All right, so this is kind of a very similar question but different circumstances. Did Lamar Jackson do the right thing? If you have his Instagram pulled up, I'm not an Instagram. I'm, I'm on Instagram, but read his quotes, uh, what he said about maybe his situation right now. This is from Lamar Jackson's Instagram. When you have something good, you don't play with it. You don't take chances losing it. You don't neglect it. When you have something good, you pour into it. You appreciate it. Absolutely. Because when you take care of something good, that good thing takes care of you too prayer hands so he's to me a lot of people are reading into this and i think i agree with this that hey i'm not going to pour into you guys and put myself at risk anymore if you're not giving me the security of you are the guy that we want to build this franchise around correct like if i think i'm not your franchise quarterback and you're not going to commit to me why do you want me to play at i don't know 90%, 85%. I don't know what he was at going into this weekend. So kind of my question based off of that, did Lamar Jackson do the right thing and not playing this weekend? Yes. Uh, Listen, even his teammate 
was like, if we'd have had that guy on the field, we would have won the football game. I think they might have won. I mean, it matters how good he is and how healthy he is. And uh, there may have been a time where, and there may be players out there that are late in their career that are like, man, that was my shot. That was my last chance. But at the same time, I think a lot of those players are sitting there going, hey, I wanted my contract too. I want to get paid max whenever it's my turn to get that opportunity. Owners are not going to look at it and say it's okay. GMs are going to be upset about it. Coaches are pretty frustrated too. From the player's perspective, he did the absolute right thing. That team needs to take care of their quarterback. Kevin, I read your body language. I don't know if you're going to agree with Corey, are you? Well, I, that's not what I would have done. But I 100% from a business perspective, I understand it. That is not what I would have and done. And I think you're consistent with this. Like You're like, you play. If yeah. you can play, you play. Does this... um. But I get why. I like yeah, yeah. Corey's right. All the things he said. He used all the leverage that he sense. had. It like makes that, sense that was his max me. leverage. It and he's sense. sitting back going, hey, right now, he's sitting back going, Y'all wanted to win that game? Or are you just here to play? Yep. Kevin, you're a big Lamar Jackson fan. I did do this love did Lamar this hurt Jackson. your Lamar Jackson love? I I don't think so because I do kind of it'll be like the same thing. I'm just disappointed. That I didn't get to see him in the playoffs, but I get why he did what he did. I was curious if someone would put a mural up that says, get Lamar help. Um, (laughs) But I I see some of the parallels with other athletes. I get why he did what he did. My first Cowboys question based off of this weekend's playoff games. Last night, who helped themselves out more financially, Tony Pollard or Dalton Schultz? Uh, Pollard, and my reason being... He makes so little compared to what Dalton Schultz is making this year on the franchise tag. So I think that like the number is probably going to still be high for Dalton Schultz, and he's probably going to get a good contract from somebody. But I think Tony Pollard, mm, give me a second thought here. Running backs just don't get paid. Man, I was about to agree with you too. Right, but that's but like think about that. Running backs, people are going back to the uh, running backs are not worth it anymore. So from what he start, he is making now. So what he's going to make is probably a, a pretty excessive boost for him. Uh, but he's not going to make near as much money in my mind as I think Dalton Schultz will. Oh, no, I, I agree with that. I think Dalton Schultz will make more money. I'm kind of curious if this locks in Tony Pollard getting franchised by the Cowboys. Like, I, that, this might not be the best From the day. 214, Pollard is getting franchised. Okay, well, there you go. Is But I think this has helped. Tony Pollard. Is Jerry Jones number? (laughs) I think this has helped Tony Pollard a lot, and I think that Corey's right. Dalton Schultz, I felt like there was enough suitors already for him that were willing to go the four for 52 or whatever the specific number is. I I think that was a huge game for Pollard. I loved it. And I don't know everybody's situation with their running back and if they like it or not, but there's obviously, like, the Bears have $108 million, according to this website, of salary cap space. So, you know, a team that may be like, hey, we got to help out Fields. Yeah. And I know that they have some decent running backs there. But, you know, if they wanted to go a little bit bigger, better. Or the Atlanta Falcons, if they're going to go with their young quarterback, they have 60 well, Lamar million. Jackson will be playing there. So Oh, for Atlanta? Yeah, I'll throw that out as my prediction. Okay, I like that. I like that. That's here. my bonus prediction, Lamar Jackson to Atlanta. All right, so you're both saying? I think Tony Pollard helped hel- himself helped out himself more. Help more. Okay, next question. Sean Payton's going on his interviews this week. Sean Payton coaches who next? Cardinals. I think the Panthers. 
Chargers. Oh, and I feel like Staley's no, going to be okay. No, because you told me earlier. They're, they're not firing them. Yeah. At least that's the word. Is well, that they just fired them. their offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, and their passing game and quarterbacks coach, their passing game coordinator and, coordinator and quarterbacks coach. That makes me think that Staley yeah. is good because he, that's their fall guy. Agreed. And they, I mean, the, the, the clear point is they didn't, that offensive coordinator, as good as Lombardi was with the Saints and whatnot, he didn't maximize Justin Herbert. Yeah, I mean, like with all that. So, and maybe maybe Justin Herbert isn't a real quarterback, but uh, but <laughs> with that offensive coordinator, you weren't going to find out any more than you've seen. So maybe it's not the Chargers. I I would still say the Denver's interesting. Arizona also is a very interesting job as well. Okay, next question or Vegas. Who concerns you more in Wild Card Weekend, the Bengals or the Bills? It's as long as the Bills are one of the options, I was 100% going to say the Bills. It's, I feel like those were two teams that obviously look like true yeah. Super Bowl contenders and both For barely sure. beat backup quarterbacks. And the Bills were the biggest favorite in the history of Wild Card Weekend. They were 14 points. When you made that bet to take the Bills, I was not like, that's a dumb bet. I was like, that makes a lot of sense. I thought the After Bills... scoring six the week or nine the week before, I know they got yeah, 11. But. I thought they were going to throttle the Dolphins. I'm still really excited about that game, but I'm, I'm concerned about the Bills because Josh Allen, man, he turns the ball over a lot, and you saw that at the beginning of that game. Who concerns me more? Yeah. As far as, like, I, if I have to play them, I'm scared? No, that, their performance. That their performance okay. was like, wait a second. Like, that's not the Bills or, or Bengals yeah. I thought would show up this week. I'll say the Bills because uh, I do – I have – I thought their defense was better, uh, but they have turned into a very heavily reliant on their offense team. Um, and I think the, the Bengals are probably as balanced of a team in the NFL as there is. And – Simply because what they didn't finish last year and the disrespect that they've been given, I think that they have this different mindset right now. And Baltimore's a tough team. Like they're they're a, they got to where they were this year because they're a tough football team, with or without Lamar. All right, let's clock it. Woo! I have two other questions, but it's not enough time, and we can get to them later. A fantastic addition, as I feel like I say just about every week, of Mike asks all the football questions for the KNC masterpiece. I want to be your Tom Brady right here on 105.3. I'll try to turn try to it down. Slide kick his ankle on yeah. 105.3. The fan coming up next. Go to break, and he calls me a bad name. <laughs> Cowboys, thank you. No, it's 877-881-1053. Who deserves a tip of your cap after a dominating wild card victory? Let's hear about it and talk about it next right here on The Fan. Snap back. They blitz everybody. Pollard, great pickup. Here's a deep pass to the left side. Caught by Lamb. Down at the 30. Oh, that was one of those big, deep overs. That takes forever. You got to protect forever. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan. It's time for Dallas Cowboys. Thank you. Notes 877-881-1053 after a dominating Cowboys wildcard victory. Who gets your thank you notes? I'm going to throw this one out. I was surprised to learn this. Dalton Schultz gets my thank you note. He is the first tight end in team history with multiple receiving touchdowns in a playoff game. Take that, Mike Ditka. <laughs> Is that immediately who you thought of, not Witten? Yeah. Okay. Or Jay Novacek. Novacek. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, yeah. Jay Novacek probably played in more playoff games than Witten. That is very, very fair. Well, but Fleur. Doug Crosby? Uh, not that or that is. So, yes, my first thank you note Bennett. goes out to Dalton Schultz. Did you say David LaFleur? Yes, he did say LaFleur. Yeah, that was a good one. 1997, heck of a pick. <laughs> I don't believe that you do believe that was a heck of a pick. God, he was horrible. Is from the 214 LVE gets a tip of the cap because with him back, our defense gets us back to being normal or above average. From the 214, my tip of the cap goes to Dak. All week, I texted y'all about how average he was. And last night, he was elite. If he keeps playing like this, we will play in February. The elite sat, and I know we were joking about it in our text chain. Is like now Dak is the greatest quarterback in Cowboys history. Is there were a couple of astonishing things from that game. Is his 75.8% completion percentage, second highest in postseason team history, only behind... Troy Aikman had 76.7 in a postseason game against Green Bay. And then Dak Prescott also completed 11 straight passes, which is the most ever in a playoff game. So there, there are multiple things. I Look, Troy Aikman is amazing. He's better than Dak. He's a Hall of Famer. Oh, oh, but wow. I thought, yeah. But you're going to end in your face him? No. Well, about the call, yes. It's, so I thought Dak deserves lots of credit for last uh, There's night. so many thank you notes, Corey, because that was close to a perfect playoff game for the Dallas Cowboys. I want to stay with Dak real quick, if that's okay. Are you going to stay with Dak, too? No, just say thank you. Like, do it like Jimmy Fallon does. Thank you, Dak Prescott, for showing that you're not Kirk Cousins. That was all. Oh, yeah, the, 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 we, we put yeah. him in that category, yeah, some Mike. moron texted, oh, no, Cincinnati Andy Dalton showed up again uh, early on in that game. That was game. you. Oh, it was? That was definitely you. <laughs> I did. That. I was the one who texted that after two but, possessions. That's what you should have taken the L for. But that, like, Mike, we we do quarterback rankings every every week, and you, you do power ranking the power rankings, and every week Dak fluctuates, you know, on where he is, and there's this idea that he and Kirk Cousins are equals. And Dak was like, "What? Look, no, I'm different. You know, that's what he did last night. He he elevated. True. He leveled up last night, man. He really did. That's the best game of his career. Is what I keep hearing people say. Even Jerry said that this morning. Do you think it, that's fair? Given it the stakes, I think that's fair. Like, I think it was the fourth highest like quarterback rating he ever had. But the other three were, you know, whatever game in week twelve. Right? Yeah." I, I, Dak was great last night. If Dak plays, I'm going to go on San Francisco radio. I forget the station. I'm sorry, but it's, you know, the Odyssey station in San Francisco. 95.7 the game. Thank you very much. And I'm going to go on there tomorrow uh, at 920. And I'm going to say, if Dak plays like that, if Dak Prescott plays like he did on Monday night against San Francisco, much tougher opponent. Yeah. But if he does, the Cowboys can win it all. For sure. The Cowboys can be Super Bowl champs this year if Dak plays like that against San Francisco, against most likely Philadelphia, and then against, let's just say, Kansas City. For yeah. Now. You can win the Super Bowl if Dak puts together four games like that. And I, I know we're not looking forward to San Francisco just quite yet, but I thought about this for a little bit last night. I think San Francisco, I think they might be the best team in the NFL right now. I okay. really do. I know we'll get into that more tomorrow, but... Yeah. If you're looking at the two dominating teams from this weekend, well, good news. At least you are one of the two. Yeah. Now, the bad news is you have to go play the other one, but at least you go into that game and you're like, San Francisco dominated, and you're like, well, guess what? So did we. 
You ready for my thank you note? Yes, I Because I did think oh. about Dak. I think Dak is 50%, but I'll go with the other 50%. Thank you, Micah Parsons. That was my If next you're one. not the best defensive player in the NFL, and I know we get to see Joey Bosa this weekend too. Nick. Nick, Nick sorry. Yeah. One of them. There's yeah. two of them. Joey's the helmet thrower. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that is true. Um, you are the best defensive player I've ever seen in my lifetime for the Dallas Cowboys. And I look, I was in high school for for the championships. I know Charles Haley and I know Deion Sanders very tough to compare and he wasn't here a very long time. Uh, but that is the best defensive player I've ever seen. And he not by himself. A lot of players deserve credit on the Cowboys defense, but there was a fear factor from from that team last night. The Tampa Bay Bucks were scared to death of that man, and rightfully so. Did you hear what Jerry said he did this morning? Not this morning, but yes. last week. Yes. He brought a baseball bat to everybody in the locker room, left one in their lockers, and it said, bring the wood. And even left one on Jerry Jones' desk. Uh, and, like, that's the his mentality. Again, I go back to him walking into the huddle. That wasn't by accident. He knew what he was doing. He was yeah. trying to intimidate. Yeah. He like he was intimidating by standing there staring at Tom Brady after the play. Not not jawing at him, just standing there, just being there. Michael Parsons last night, according to Field Yates, three tackles, two tackles for loss, one sack, two pass breakups, two QB hits, nine pressures. The second most That's... by any player in a game this season. Michael Parsons had ten pressures in week two. So he has the first and second most pressures. Yeah. So he only lost player. to himself? Yes. I think. Phenomenal. So kill, wow. kill 48, switch 68 says, what about Darren Woodson? Darren Woodson's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. He absolutely. is great. Charles Haley is a Hall of Famer. Great. DeMarcus Ware should be a Hall of Famer here in the next couple weeks. Great. Like, these are the guys that I'm thinking of that, as I've seen as a kid, Randy White was past his prime by the time, like, 84, 85 is when I became like, oh, I'm watching sports and can retain this information. At that point, Randy White had exited his prime. So I'm saying that nobody, and I think last night Troy Aikman, who I respect a lot more than Kevin Hagel. That's not true. (laughs) He said, this is like Lawrence Taylor. I was going to say, this is now when I had to play and I was having to go against Lawrence Taylor. This is how we felt about Lawrence Taylor. And he is playing like one of the greatest defensive players in the history of football. Can he do it against San Francisco? Let's see. But last night, he was like what Lawrence, when Lawrence Taylor led a team to an 86 championship in the Super you know, throughout yeah. the playoffs, and he was the best player in the NFL. Micah Parsons looks just like 1986 Lawrence Taylor. And, and that's, Mike, when you talk about Hall of Famers, do you agree there's Hall of Famers and then there's all-timers? Oh, yeah. Like, there's just a... In the Hall of Fame, those guys exist, but I think you kind of walk and you spend about five more seconds, maybe five more minutes standing there reading about them. And that's where I think Micah's, he's not there yet, but he is definitely, we're watching this kind of player right now. Did you see his tweet, Kevin, after, or this morning, maybe? Yeah, Micah's tweet was, it was one of those, you know, one and oh kind of tweets. We, you know, we've we've done that. I I like it. I like it. Yeah, he said, my turn with a picture of the lion it's my turn basically tired of uh talking see y'all sunday one and oh i'm glad you got to the pressures but because before that i know it was an impressive way to fill the stat sheet but i thought my god he felt so much more terrifying than that yeah. and then when you hit the pressures i thought okay well there we go because it felt like 
They were in Lots his of doubles. face all, yeah, all, which you double, can, double, double, and double, that's double. how you win a game emphatically. If you keep getting doubles, you're like, well, crap. Yeah, and and that's the thing is, you know, I'll say this. It sounds ego. I hate saying it, but I know I'm told I need to. As a former major leaguer, and what? Yeah, I know. You? I was a former pitcher in the major league. Since we do have a lot of new people listening right now. When you have a scouting report back in my day with Griffey Jr. or Barry Bonds or Frank Thomas or Vladimir Guerrero, like these are the best hitters in the game. There's this report of don't let them beat you, but yet they're <laughs> Hall of Famers because they still beat you. Yeah. Even though everything says do not let them win this game, yeah. they still do something today. It would be like a Mike Trout or you know somebody like that where you're like, guess what? The report is Micah Parsons is everything. Don't let him do these things. And yet the greats still end up doing it. And that's the amazing thing to me is when you're told, don't let him beat you, and those guys are still able to beat you. From the two, I know, I know how I said it, sorry. No, I wasn't even, oh. I wasn't even going to say anything. Today's not that day for some reason. From yeah. the, my, mind's my mind's somewhere else. From the 214, they go the Shaq route. Thank you, Dak. I wasn't familiar with your game. <laughs> is I do like that from the 903. Thank you to the defense for sending Brady into his next career from the 940. Thank you to the defense. Obviously, absolutely dominating. And then from the 214, I'll tip my cap and thank you to Jonathan Hankins. Yeah. He clogged up the middle and harassed Brady all night long. That that sack where he just goes busting up through the middle, I thought was awesome. But I, I know we talked about it. Tampa is not a running team. But early on, when you saw for the most part, I know they had one carry. They were right. like, uh-oh. But for the most part, when they ran it, they went effing nowhere. While the game was still in the balance, I was like, okay, good. Because I told you that was my worst fear is Fournette or White just breaking out some big runs and thinking we're going to be in trouble. No. Shut it down. Shut it down. The I'm sorry if you just read this, Kevin. Tip of the cap to ESPN for showing the graphic on Brady not throwing interceptions in the red zone and the TV jinx being real. And then the like the, that addition, when A Adrian me. heard them say in halftime, Tom Brady's never been shut out or has only been shut out at halftime one time in his career, and that was his first ever playoff yep. game. Adrian was in the other room, Against and she, she said, holy S, are you are you for real? Yeah. And I was like, that is an – I'd never heard that. That's the first time, but I was glad that we were the ones that did it. Like, I, that's where I was just like, man, this defense, Mike, with Micah and all those guys, they're the ones that did that. They and, can hang their hat on that. And man. maybe that dude plays again. I, don't, I would suggest Tom Brady retire. The betting odds are very close. But – at least he won't have more wins than the Cowboys franchise playoff. There you go. That was that was the thing that uh, was the big <laughs> deal is who will have more playoff wins in their career, the Dallas Cowboys or Tom Brady, and the Cowboys have more. I, I appreciate that. To go along with that INT stat and the shutout stat is when they showed what he does when he doesn't turn the ball over in the red zone is since his last red zone interception – he had 86 passing touchdowns and seven rushing touchdowns. Tom Brady had 93 touchdowns since the last time he turned the ball over when in the red zone. That's incredible. That is incredible, okay. and I loved the TV jinx for that as well because I, that interception was so amazing, especially because even if I don't like him, Tom Brady has been dominant like numerous times throughout his career. Some would argue for a giant bulk of his career, and that was a huge turnover right there. And thanks, Dan Quinn. Yeah, for sure. From the 972, Dan Quinn got his revenge on that guy. Thanks, man. That's awesome for 
Dan Quinn to do that. He really did. And you know, and thanks for him skipping that uh that that interview on Friday uh, with Denver this Friday. He's the ultimate professional. Ultimate is professional. what I heard Jerry say. He also, did it probably in the fourth quarter because no, well, he's like this game's over. Actually, I'll, I'll, I got a whole bunch of phones up here. Let me get this. I feel like with. I might have preferred in the fourth quarter. That's where they started easing off the pressure. Some he's like, hold on, I got to talk to Denver real quick. I did want to say thank you to the refs for finally giving the Cowboys the benefit of the doubt on the holding call. Is you saw that thing that the Cowboys hadn't gotten a holding call against the team's offensive line since Green Bay. And Which the week before that, Kevin, was <laughs> Jerry wearing the oh referee dear. thing. So, yeah, it had been like almost two months or whatever. And so finally we got an olding, early holding call. It's not an olding call. An early holding call. That would go against Tom Brady. That's right. <laughs> an olding call. Olding, number 12. It's a gray offense. flag. Yeah, just so many. And by the way, one more for Dak. Dak Prescott, first player in Cowboys franchise history with two or more passing touchdowns and a one or more rushing touchdown in a playoff game. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. And one more. I know I said that already. Chris Godwin, thank you to him for showing that Dwayne Wade is always a loser against Dallas because he wore that yeah, Dwayne dude, Wade doing that? finals jersey and he ate that L. Mm. Dude, he did a nice job of pretending like he was hurt all the time like Dwayne Wade. <laughs> I think he really was hurt, but I agree with you. We're the KNC masterpiece yeah! right here. snap on Dwayne Wade. Oh. Stupid glasses on a different world strokes thing. What was that show called? <laughs> what is happening right now? A different, yeah, different world? Strokes. Did you just confuse a different world with different strokes? What's the show where... A different world. The Cosby show? Yes, yeah. it's a different world, Mike! Sorry. We're the KNC masterpiece Wait, right man, here. Check your tone, dude. On 105.3 The Fan. snap, man. Coming up next, it's time for Gridiron Gravy. Let's talk... Lamar, Dumar, and who's ready for the double bird? We'll do it next right here on The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through The Fan celebrating that Cowboys wildcard victory all day long. And right now, it's time to go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. Don't dip in that TB water. It doesn't work anymore. Damn right. And we start with Lamar Jackson because you had brought him up earlier. Is where does Lamar Jackson land if he leaves the Baltimore Ravens? I think, Corey, he ticked off Baltimore enough that I think they're going to really struggle saying we want you back as the quarterback. Because I get that people are like, they're going to franchise tag him. And I get it. You sure. hold, You hold on to the asset that way. I think they have to franchise tag. I mean, you don't just say, hey, go free. That doesn't happen in the NFL. They put in restrictions where there's real no no real free agency because of the franchise tag. So if you are considered as good as Lamar Jackson, franchise tag him and then try to move him. So I think he ticked off Baltimore enough that they're going to keep the asset but not have him be the quarterback next year. So I am going to lean towards the New York Jets. Okay. What say you, Corey? I have this, like, how cool would it be if he landed Miami somehow? But they don't have the picks, right? Like, they, yeah. they had to forfeit their pick. Yeah, they don't have a first-rounder. But, like, how fun would that be to see Mike McDaniels, who, again, I think Lombardi is right on this. This is a guy who runs the ball a lot, very effectively, and didn't do that great against Buffalo. But I, that would be a lot of fun. But the Jets make a lot of sense, man. Uh, they need a quarterback desperately. They're that close to being it. 
I think that that would be a, a really good place for him to land. Miami is not in the top grouping of teams. The Jets are second on the list. I would mentioned the Falcons earlier. They're tied with the Raiders for third. And just to show how crazy this betting scene gets sometimes, the 49ers are tied for fifth. Mm. Kevin Gray mentioned that. You might have been with him, Reggie. I can't remember. I remember hearing Kevin Gray said, what would the 49ers look like next year with Lamar Jackson? The issue, I don't know. If Brock Purdy takes him to the Super Bowl, I don't know yeah. how you give up all the assets and then pay $50 million for, or close to $45 million, let's say, for Lamar Jackson when you have a quarterback making less than a million dollars the next three years. Oh, well, I don't think they can afford to go get Lamar Jackson yeah. because you just made what really feels like an awful trade to trade up for Trey Lance. Even if you ultimately decide to go back to him, like the fact of the matter is he hasn't produced yet. And that's a lot of uh, expense to pay in capital just to get a dude who hasn't produced yet. To your point, I didn't know this. San Francisco's pick goes to Denver this year, so they don't even have their first round pick either. And number one on the list, the New England Patriots. Would you like to see Lamar Jackson with the New England Patriots? Take that. Jones and Zappy. In a weird way, that just doesn't seem like a Bill Belichick quarterback. I get Bill Belichick is a smart guy. He's done horrible at drafting for a good five years, and That's he's true. put him in that situation. But I don't – you help me out here, Corey. Do you think Bill Belichick would want Lamar Jackson as his QB? I think he went really, like, far out of his comfort zone by getting Cam Newton. And I don't know – and because he could, he could run and all that stuff, I'm not sure he knows how to utilize that at its best. Washington's I do. I, I do think that this would be interesting, Kevin. Would it be the f- what fifth year in a row that Indianapolis Six. makes a move for a quarterback again and finally gets their guy? This does seem kind of <laughs> with their mo. By the way, Washington is sixth on this list. Okay. I do not have the Colts in the top of the heap, so it goes That's like fine. this: Patriots are the favorite, then the Jets, Falcons, Raiders, 49ers, Commanders, Titans, Saints, Panthers, and the Bucks. Cowboy. Oh, okay. What? What? The Bucks. Let's Would you go. take Lamar Jackson right now over Dak? No. What about last week? That was not the question okay. that you asked. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take an L on that for sure. Uh, for sure. Is Demar Hamlin has agreed to a deal with Leaf. And they say he has autographed 210 numbered cards. And it has the thing prayers answered on it. Leaf is out of here. Above, that sounds weird, but at, it, as it, there's a lot of trading card stuff. We talk about yeah. Beckett's being around here. There's a lot of trading card stuff. The Dallas Card Show that happens right in our own backyard. They'll be selling these cards for ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents a piece. Couple things about that. Since it's Leaf and they don't have the NFL license, they can't put the Bills thing on his helmet. I know in baseball, they sometimes refer to those as the pajama cards. And I thought I had originally seen that some of the proceeds would go to charity. I am trying to find corroboration for that because that might not be the case. Did you see, I think it was in the city of Aurora, which is right next to Buffalo, right? Mike, uh, they have a Hamlin Street or Hamlin Road. Oh, that's And they put a little picture of Hamlin at the top above the sign. And so his his pictures there. But that was pretty cool. That's It'll, nice. It will be interesting if he's physically capable of going to the game. Is it Sunday? Yeah, they have the Sunday game because they have the game before the Cowboys. Yep. And just because it is against the Bengals. Yeah. And I I don't know. I you know I, I'm sure he's still 
Would he want to go to that specific game? Like, maybe he does. I, I know, have, like, in Kansas City, what, you bang on a drum or ring a bell or something. I know, you know, Seattle this has This is the drum, yes. Seattle has something like that, too, where they kind of have a celebrity or, or a former player do something. I just... Raise the 12th man flag. Yeah, I don't know what Buffalo has, and obviously, you know, his lungs took a lot of... Yeah. You know, there's a lot of stuff that maybe a doctor would say, not yet, don't don't go into that type of adrenaline rush situation yet yeah no i that makes a lot of sense i will be curious to see what happens there as well all right let's go from that to <laughs> i have news for you mike that you might think is interesting Tell me did you it. see the jags signed another quarterback because he threw four picks huh that's it gosh because he was the mower of quarterbacking in the first half i think it's maher uh, what is does he deserve it? Okay. Hold on, he doesn't even deserve to have his name. You don't said get right. to have your own name anymore. Okay. <laughs> is oh they signed a quarterback from the CFL, Nathan Rourke. Here's the astonishing thing about Nathan Rourke. Better than Peterman. He's for sure. He's 24 this really year. Really good actor. For the season, that is maybe Mickey Rourke is who you're referencing. Is he? Completed 78.7% of his passes for the year in the CFL. That's a lot. That is, that is freaking That's a incredible. lot for a CFL quarterback, it, it is. seems like. Like, those guys just stink, mostly. Competition so. next week, huh? I don't. Hold on, did he not, does, did he win the Grey Cup? Uh, you know. Nobody cares. Did he have any Baton Rouge? I'm sorry, Corey. I, no, those are just what rouges. Just I don't have that information. You ever heard of a rouge? Yeah. Yeah, like, it's like you put it on your cheeks or something, right? I think this is the one where you can get a point for if you miss an extra point, you can still get a point or something like that, or you Man. kick a field goal and still get one point. Something That's not crazy. I know this is football. We would have beat nuggets. the Bucks even more last night. <laughs> but I was watching a Pistol Pete Maravich game, and do you know every time you foul the person in the NBA back then, it was a free throw. So nice. like if the guy's dribbling up the court and you foul him, they're like dead ball. You get one free throw. Oh. Go back like, there that. was no such thing I as was not aware of yeah, yeah, there's no such thing as like you fouled them and they took the ball out of bounds it's like no you fouled them they had the ball they get a free throw okay i was not aware of that let's were you aware of this i wasn't aware of it either until i was like what the crap's going on <laughs> did you think the ref was like everybody's in the, everybody's in the penalty and it's just an and one is skylar thompson and brock purdy this past weekend became the lowest drafted QBs to ever start a playoff game in NFL history. Now, I know obviously there's been undrafted players, yeah. but and you unless they expand the draft back out again, you won't get a Maybe. lower pick than Brock Purdy. I'll tell you what, Corey, watching that Buffalo Bills game in shock that that game was that close. I know you're talking about getting a backup quarterback for Miami. I think that Skyler did enough oh. that they're going to say, hey, not that they, he's going to compete with Tua T, but – yeah. I don't think they want to let him go. I think they saw so he'll like be their backup. But I think that yeah, I think you have to. You can't expose him because I just think there's enough teams. Now, I'm not saying the Cowboys because Cooper Rush did a great job this year. One of the reasons you're in this situation and you're in the divisional round is because Cooper Rush went four and one as a quarterback this year. But I just look at it and go, there has to be teams with quarterback situations that go, heck, if they let him go, we're picking him up to be our backup kind of developmental quarterback. He played. Let's. In games where he had 20 or more attempts. Skylar Thompson? Yeah. He had 166 yards, 104 yards, 152 yards, and then he had 220. He had two touchdowns and five interceptions. 
I just, for me, I'm looking you. at it going, either I have to grow him very quickly or find somebody else. That's, that's in. You're saying Daniel, he's more the next Danucci than T-Law? Kind of how, not kind of my feeling. Couple more quick notes for you. The Cleveland Browns did, in fact, hire Jim Schwartz as their defensive coordinator. And then Eli Manning says he will be at the Eagles Giants game on Saturday. His quote I promised myself I'd never go to another football game in Philly, but I'm going to break that promise. I can't wait to see how many double birds I get. Probably will set a record. That is a tremendous quote. How many right is he going to give, though? And will it be on live TV? Man, if they win, I think he should double bird <laughs> across that entire stadium. I think that would be amazing. And could potentially set up the Cowboys hosting the NFC Championship game. Just ponder that for a minute. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Master, you son of a gun. I coming, <laughs> coming up next, let's talk with Dallas Cowboys Executive Vice President Stephen Jones right here on 105.3 The Fan.